Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life lessons and people doing cool shit. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Curious Conversations. Could be good afternoon, Tally Louise. It could be good afternoon. Do not know. Good evening. It could be anything. But we have a, a, well, actually, let's do a little life update. How are you? Sound a little bit nasally. I do, don't I? Yes, you do. Um, I've been battling a cold for a week. I feel like there are so many bugs going around at the moment. It's either you've got a cold, you've got a flu, or you've got gastro. I put it on my story last end of last week, and I think I had about 10 people reply back that they've got the same problem at so, the moment. Yeah, and I heard on the radio that flu season is starting two months early, so Chill. it could be why you have the flu. I, it's literally... All through my sinus, my, I can hear myself speaking, so it's a vibe. Sorry, we can hear it too, so yes. <laughs> oh my but, God, don't say that. <laughs> no, I do. She does. Guys, she looks so much better today than what you did last week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you saw. No, you, last week you were quite puffy. Cool. Thank you. I saw congestion. You, I saw you on Friday and I was like, damn, why didn't you tell me my bags were so bad? Uh, and you were like, you've had them all week. I was <laughs> she like. did have them all week, but that's okay. Um, that is all How's good. your life? Yeah, good. It's just um, I'm not sick. I did. I was a little bit nervous a few days ago. I started getting a sore throat and I was like, doesn't surprise me because I've been sincere every single day. But I didn't seem to get it. So I'm I'm good. Just had a very chill weekend. I went to the chemist warehouse. Sons, son of ours, Gala Ball. Sons of ours, Gala Ball. Yeah. Um, and I did that. And then I just did a chill weekend. Just chill. I love that. Yeah, it was good. You told me you got quite emotional at the gala. I did. I had to use the napkin numerous times. Um, You're highly emotional because you cried in today's episode too. Yeah, I am. So, yeah, no, I did cry a few times at the ball. It's just I don't, um, yeah, just seeing children not 100% doesn't sit well with my heart. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? That's fitting for today's podcast because it is about this Friday's uh, Royal Children's Hospital Good, Good Friday, Friday appeal, appeal, which we all know about. And you know what? One of my favorite favorite family memories is sitting around the television watching the telethon. I agree. It, do you know what? It, even before I I was even in the Royal Children's Hospital as a teenager, it used to be a thing. And each year used to be like, I remember when it was like, oh, are they going to get to five million yeah. this year? And then it was like, oh my god, they got to nine million. Yeah. Oh, I used to love watching the Good Friday Appeal and seeing the town. Obviously, I grew up in a country town. I love to see how much Kyneton had donated. You yes. know when it's like Bendigo, Kyneton, Trentham, whatever. I used to be like, oh, my God, how much have they donated? And waiting for your name to come up on the screen. Yeah. I remember my dad used to always be like, oh, we're donating this amount of money, but we'll double it if they announce it on TV. Yeah. So it's like, and then you wake up the next morning. How much did they raise? Honestly, we are so, so lucky that we have a hospital like the Royal Children's Hospital in Australia because 
It is phenomenal. If not the best in the world, one of the top three hospitals in the world looking after sick kids. Agree. And I think every single person who is listening to this podcast or has heard about the Good Friday has been has had someone they know, yep. family, whatever, have gone into the Good Friday, ah, sorry, gone into the Royal Children's Hospital. So I think it's one cause that everyone should rally behind mm-hmm. in some way. And if you just donate $1 or you can actually go to Chemist Warehouse. I know. you. These socks, Bambini, Mini, Mini uh, they're donating all proceeds to the sale of these socks to the Good Friday Appeal yes. this Friday. Yes, this Friday. So these socks are very close to the Chemist Warehouse hut. Yes. So Nicole Brocky, who is the founder of Bambi Mini, has created these socks as their little son, Rafi, had spent quite a lot of time at the Royal Children's Hospital. He was diagnosed with leukaemia at two years old. Yes. And so they're very, very passionate about giving back to the Royal Children's Hospital Appeal. So one way they thought they could do this was by creating these socks. They've got two different age groups, I think two think, to four. Yes. And the female and the little boy. And then five to eight. And it's two socks for four. $4.99 and you can purchase them from your local chemist warehouse or at bambimini.com.au. Yes, so all Victorian chemist warehouse, you can grab these. The twins rock these all the time. I know your nieces and nephews yes. rock them. So head to chemist warehouse before Good Friday and grab your socks to donate to the Good Friday appeal. It's practical. You're giving and you kids can wear socks. Yes, 100%. So that is one thing that you guys can do to donate to this Friday's Good Friday appeal. Today's guest, we have Katie, who Mm -hmm. came on when we knew the Good Friday was coming up. We wanted to have someone on who has experienced the amazing service that the Royal Children's Hospital gives, and that was Katie, and I had not heard her story before, and holy moly. You were emotional. I was emotional. It was, like I said, I don't like seeing little children, you know, in pain or have to go through something where... Oh, just real hard, got me really hard. So Got you real good. It did get me really good. So we had Katie on and she, her little daughter who is now six, mm-hmm. Luna, was spent a lot of her first few weeks to a month in the Royal Children's Hospital and she... Don't give away the story. No, I won't. I think we'll just go straight into <laughs> straight it. Straight into it. Please, guys, have tissues by your side if you are like me because it was emotional. And don't forget to go to Chemist Warehouse and pick up your Bambi, Bambi Mini, Mini socks. Hi, Katie. How are you? Hi, I'm well. Thank you. That's good. Do you know what the funny thing is? Katie and my phone is Katie Yoga. Really? Yes. The Pilates instructor yeah. that's Katie Yoga. That is so appropriate. I know. The amount of times people are like, how's your yoga going? I'm like, the Pilates? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. great. I yeah. think it's because back in the day we did yoga yeah, together. And I when I went to message you Big today. Room. Yes. <sighs> I when I went I to message you, oh my god, either today I was like, "Oh, Katie Yoga." I'm like, "Fuck, I hope that's the right Katie." <laughs> Katie Yoga. Yeah. Well, okay. here I am. I was just thinking the last time we saw each other, and I was like, "I think it's when you had an event um, in St Kilda one night." Was oh my god, you? was that with me? Yes. The glue. Yes, at you grass. both. Oh, yes. My god, I forgot about that. That was a long time we ago. We did an event together. Yeah. That was like when back I was in doing the day. all my bloody gluten free food yes. and stuff. Oh my god, I forgot about that. How funny. That's, That's a long right. time ago. Yeah. yeah. But today we're on a serious note, we have you on for a very special cause. Mm-hmm. That is the Good Friday appeal. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why we wanted you on is I know. Your daughter, Luna, has spent a little time at the Royal Children's Hospital. Yes. So we wanted to just talk to you about, 
um, your experience, yeah, your experience, yeah. and if you feel comfortable, like why she was there, mm-hmm. how they helped you, and just yeah. tell your story. Sure. Do you want me to start from, from the, the start? start. Yeah, let's go from, from the, the birth. I yeah. actually don't know this story, okay. so I well. am to see where Luna is today. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing yeah. it. So, are you comfortable talking about? Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And especially with people that I mean, I'll talk to about it with anyone, but people that I know and like, yeah. it's fine. I don't yeah. have any. I sometimes get emotional talking about mm-hmm. it, but it's usually the really random stuff that triggers me. It's not like the big stuff that went on. It's like talking about something about my mom or something. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, ooh, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Like get choked just, up. So yeah. if I do cry, just bear with me, but I'll try and hold it together. Okay. Um, so Luna, I guess to preface, is now six and thriving and doing amazing. So she is perfection. But um, when she was born, I had like healthy pregnancy I didn't have any like serious you know scares or anything Mm -hmm. like that she was my first baby she was my first ever pregnancy so it was all new like Mm. I didn't know what I was in for I didn't have a birth plan we didn't know what we were having I was just rolling with it Mm -hmm. you know and in hindsight I guess that was good for me because nothing went to plan (laughs) yeah but I was induced at almost 42 weeks. Oh, wow. So in a pregnancy, you usually go full term is 40 weeks. So it was smooth all the way. Smooth whole way. Wow. No, nothing. Yeah. Like no hiccup. I had all the normal pregnancy stuff. I got a bit sick here and there. I had horrific morning sickness. All the normal. Yeah. I was very textbook really. Yeah. But, you know, when you don't know what you're having, when it's your first baby and you get to 40 weeks, you're like, get this baby out of yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. It was like years, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then, so I was just putting my trust in the medical stuff as Mm -hmm. you do and they were like listen if you get to 42 weeks and you haven't gone into labor yet we're going to induce you and Mm -hmm. I'm like okay cool so we went in to have that procedure I guess you would call it and it was very exciting we're like oh my god we're gonna meet our baby like here we go you know I can't really remember what day it was it was it was at night and then it didn't work which I didn't oh, even know wow. was a thing. Oh, I didn't so know that like, was I didn't know. either. And I'm like, awesome. Okay. I thought when, once Wait, you got so induced, that starts everything happening. So did we. And they're like, they came back in and they're like, listen, it didn't work. And Wait. we're like, I know. And I still don't really get it because they kind of, it's like they put something up you essentially yeah. to like get things and moving. Yeah. And it like it felt like a balloon. And it was uncomfortable, but like I was about to give birth. So I'm like, here we yeah. go. Just yeah. The whole experience is going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, how does it not work? I don't get it. And they're like, we can't try again until tomorrow. So we already had been in there for a day and a night. Oh, my God. So there's that. And then I was getting these pains thinking, is this like labor uh-huh. or is it just from the procedure? And so cut to the next night, they broke my waters and they're like, it's going to be all on from here. So essentially with my my experience, I was having the kind of labor pain or discomfort or like intensity that you would have right at the end of your labor, right at the start. Oh, so wow. they warned me. They're like, you know, because it's not the baby going, I'm ready to come out. Here we go. And you ease into it. You know, yeah. you start having minimal contractions. Then you know it's like we've got to go to hospital or whatever mm-hmm. your birth situation is or get in the water or whatever. It For me, it was like I had one contraction and I was like convulsing, oh vomiting, God. Um, shaking. Sean was like, wow. it's not like the movies. I remember him saying no. And I remember him saying, is this normal? She's like, well, for this situation, yes. Like I couldn't, I pictured myself in the water, like <laughs> yeah. in the shower, Pass. you know, you yeah. people's partners Fresh rubbing their backs. Wave. I was like, yeah. <laughs> get off me. Nobody touched no. me. Like I couldn't even sit up. If I yeah. sat up, I chucked. Like it was so intense. So for seven hours, oh, seven God. long hours oh of full-on contractions every two minutes, I reckon, 
I was two centimetres dilated. Oh, no. <gasps> in seven hours. And I remember the midwife that was with me because I always had just like one or two nurses with me, midwives with me. She's like, darling, you're going to need something. And they usually try and not like tell you don't have one, but with epidurals it slows things down. So they uh-huh. usually just try and go, come on, you know, da, da. and she's like, you're going to need something. You need to be 10 centimetres dilated. Your body is just like I'd basically run a marathon and had got nowhere, you know. But what I didn't think of at the time, and I guess you're feeling your own experience, is uh-huh. that the baby is distressed as yeah, well. Of or not distressed, but like feeling the impact of yes. the contractions. Mm-hmm. You know, like every time I'm like, oh, she was as well. Mm-hmm. So I had the epidural. It was all calm down after that. It was amazing. I couldn't feel anything <laughs> yeah. from the waist down. I was like, now I can relax. But she, we didn't know at the time that she was a girl, but she was distressed. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. One of the nurses thinks she may have, like, babies sounds disgusting, but they can often poo themselves inside yeah. you and that can cause distress, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think she was probably like, how do I get out of here? But she didn't want to get out mm-hmm. is what I, you know. But I never had a moment where I thought, something is really wrong at this point or like what's happening I'm scared like I didn't really I was it's an out-of-body body experience already yeah being in labor and you're like like, trusting the doctors yeah and you're kind of not you're there but you're like it's primal you Mm. know like your body is going through so much full-on stuff you go into this state I can't really remember I remember it all so well but I don't remember things Mm -hmm. as well yeah and it went from a nurse coming in and like checking they can see the baby's heart rate Mm -hmm. and she's like hmm but she was doing it a bit wish-washy and I'm like, we're like, hmm, what? She's like, she's, um, the baby's going very up and down. It's very up and down. I'm going to get someone else to come in. They're all like looking at the oh machine at this point. And we're like, hmm. And Sean's like, what's happening? And they're like, look, we might need to take her in for an emergency C-section to get the baby out because her heart rate is dropping and then rising and then dropping. Yeah. And that can be common with contractions, but it was like obviously alarming them, right? Okay. But it was all very chill. Like they yeah. were talking to me in a relaxed manner. I wasn't freaking out. I just said, do whatever you need to do. Yeah. It was a little bit disheartening at the time to think I'd been in labor at this point yes. for almost 24 hours. At in hospital then, a day before. Yeah. yeah. So then people are like, oh, we're just going to cut me open. Okay, great. Wow. Let's go. You know, yeah, but whatever. Yeah. So Sean's like updating the family because it'd been a long oh time, God. you yeah. know. And so my mum came down thinking like the baby's about to come. I think it was early morning, like on almost day three of us being there at this point. Um, family were there. And then I looked around the room and there was a lot of people in the room and there had never been more than like two staff oh members God, at a time. Goosebumps. Yeah, and I did start to shit myself. Mm. To, oh, can yeah. I swear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear all the time. <laughs> okay, great. It's appropriate. Probably be a little cursing as I yeah. go along. Yeah. Um, and then I was looking at Sean, he's looking and I just thought, oh, they're gonna prep me. They must be taking me to the ER. Like, yeah. I must be having a C-section again. I've never experienced childbirth before. I've never, I've had Friends and in-laws have um, cesarean, so I kind of knew that there's like a process to it. Mm-hmm. There's paperwork. You have to be obviously numb from mm-hmm. the waist down, which I had had an epidural. That wore off, by the way. I had to have that reset. Oh, God. So there was a lot going on. Um, anyway, and then a doctor came into the room, and I hadn't seen a doctor for like days at this point. It was just the midwives still with you and the nurses, and he's like, I need to get your baby out of you now. And I didn't. I think my mum instinct already kicked in. Like you just go, okay. Like it, I didn't like cry, panic, think the worst. I really didn't. I just knew I had to get her out quickly. I don't know why at the mm. time. I can't really explain it. But Sean was like, I literally pushed like three times. Oh, and wow. a lot of mums push for like hours. Like yeah. it just, I just, 
they put my legs in stirrups, which was like the movies. Yeah. Like I yeah. see mums give birth. It's the worst way to give birth as far as pain because later, like I still get, you know, your pelvis is yeah, basically oh. ripped open. You're lying on your back. And I remember looking at one of the midwives and she had been with me. She was like a younger nurse. She'd been with me for like majority of the time and she had tears in her eyes. Oh, and I stop. Was like, Jesus in Christ yeah like, whoa. so I looked away from her and then I just went in I was like go in close your eyes just listen they were like push got to push got to push and he had to cut me so I had quite a large yeah. episiotomy yeah which fine get her out however and I will say that as much as it was hectic this doctor did what he had to do mm-hmm. in the moment you know and when she came out of me she was like dark and I, when I first looked at her, I thought, oh, my God, she looks like Sean because my husband's got a darker <laughs> yeah. complexion. She was purple. Oh, my she God, wasn't breathing. So it's a weird feeling. Like I get chills in when I say it because she wasn't, like she was born, but she wasn't alive so essentially. Like she wasn't breathing. There no. was no cry. Oh, my God. And they, I remember they quickly put her on me and then they moved her. And that feeling, I still like have oh God, trauma from. Yeah, it's a lot because she was inside of me for no, 10 months. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't know who she was. I didn't, we didn't have, you know, we had a name for a girl and a boy. Like it was just the wildest, like you think about, okay, when they finally come out, that's what you yeah. see, right? That's what babies need. You hold them, you wrap them up. That like feeling of just, she was literally just ripped out of my body. They resuscitated her in front of me. Oh, stop. And I could hear this nurse. I couldn't, this is a thing too that people like, not people, but I didn't, you don't even think about myself I was still in labor mm. I'm still contracting I was ble- I had to be stitched up and bleeding yeah. it's just like full-on right yeah. I'm on my back in a very vulnerable position already and state of mind like what's going on with my baby Sean was like beside what? himself mm. and I'm just like go over go over with her so he was over there and I could hear this nurse going come on darling come on and I'm like why is she saying come on like mm. what come on what you know like you I I really feel felt in that moment when it all started to kick off, I was honestly thought I was tripping out. I thought mm. I was imagining it. I'm like, oh, this must be some labor hallucination. Yeah. yeah. You know, like when people go, it was a nightmare. I've yeah, had yeah, like yeah. a couple of those moments in my life. And it was yeah. like that was one of them where mm-hmm. I just thought, no, nah, this I need it's not, like, it's not real. Because they took her out real. of the room. Yeah. And when they took her out of the room, we were like, uh oh. Mm. Like, uh oh. Why? Where's she going? So there's no communication between not you and yet, the doctors because, yet. Because, again, it's not, you know, no one's really at fault at this point because you don't know like, what's going what? on. And mm. then they came in the room and, like, my heart dropped. And Sean kept going back and forth too. So when I could see him, I felt, like, somewhat okay. Mm. But I'm like, where are they taking her? What are they doing there? What's wrong with her? Mm. She had, she got stuck in my pelvis. So it was like, technically it's called shoulder dysplasia, which is quite common. Babies yeah. can get stuck often. But because of the distress she was in, she obviously stopped breathing coming out of me. Mm-hmm. So the doctor knew that when he was delivering her, but he's not going to say, hey, love, your baby's not breathing. Of course, yeah. Like, you know. So he was just trying to, he really did the best that he could in that in that moment. And she had a lot of trauma on her brain mm-hmm. from the birth because okay. my husband said it looked like they were changing a tire on a car. Like, you know, essentially if you think about how babies come out, usually once like their head is through, it kind of, they like slide yes. out yeah, almost, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's the pushing leading up to it that's it. But because she was stuck, they had to pull her. Wow. Like it was maneuver. You know, her and she's out. a newborn baby. Yeah. yeah. So she had really like puffy eyes. She looked like she'd been in a boxing fight. She had, which was already tough to see. And again, at this point, I hadn't really seen her yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and she wasn't breathing well on her own. So that part for me was like taking the breath out of me. Every mm-hmm. time I saw her little chest barely rise, mm-hmm. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like it was so scary. 
And then they put her on a breathing machine. They put her in an incubator. They're like, we need to take her to another hospital. And I'm like, what? Why? And they're like, she need, we don't have the equipment and the devices that your baby needs right now. She's got to go now. So they're taking her to the Royal Children's Hospital. They took Hospital. her to the Royal Children's Hospital. I, at that point, I don't think I knew that yet. And because I'd had an epidural and episiotomy, yeah, yeah. I couldn't move. Mm. And I remember, and these are the things that like get me choked up. I remember my, I sat in a wheelchair because mm. I wanted to just go over and see her before mm. she was gone. And I couldn't touch her and stuff. She was in the thing. And I was so weak from the labor and being up for days. I couldn't eat. I couldn't drink through labor either. So mm. I hadn't eaten or had any water or anything. And I was sick a lot, like vomiting a lot. So it was like, you know, and I remember my dad like holding me up, like holding oh, my head up. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like just so I could see her, you know, and it was just that moment when they took her into the ambulance with this like paramedic team and I just, my husband like, like I felt for him so much too because I was going through what I was going through, but he's like trying to make sure I'm okay yeah. as well. You know, it was like a lot. And when he broke down the way he broke, I'd never seen him oh, cry like that. Like mm. it really just scared me. I was like, if he's feeling like that. Yeah. When a guy you know, cries, you're like, fuck. Yeah. And even with Sean, like even since then, we've been through a lot in our family. But at that time, I hadn't really seen him that, you no, know, sure. he, can hold, yeah. he holds a lot of his emotion in. And he just broke down on me and he's like, how are you being so tough right now? How are you being so? And I'm like, I'm not. I'm shitting myself. But I, she's going to be okay. She mm. has to be. Mm. I'm not. That's it. Like whatever we got to do now, we do. Yeah. You know? And then so she was taken to the Royal Children's Hospital. Sean followed her in a car with his brother and his mum, I think. My mum and dad stayed with me because mm-hmm. worst moment ever, your baby just Gets, see ya, yeah. you know. And I couldn't go with her because I couldn't walk. Mm. I couldn't, you know. So that was a tough How night. quick after her birth is this happening? Yeah, I reckon within an hour. Fuck. <sighs> I may be wrong. Again, yeah. it was like a, but there was yeah. no, it was, we knew like. And, Straight away. And honestly, you do have that feeling like take her. As yeah. much as yeah. you don't want her to go, please, please take just her. save yeah. my baby, you yeah. know. And then I'm just lying there like, well, this is torture because you can hear other new mums with their babies which again is not there you know but they're just doing because that's already just such a big adjustment in itself you know and my mum's like she's pretty gangster and she's pretty tough and she's been through a lot and she kicked up a little bit of a fuss at the hospital it's like you need to move my daughter into her own room because she's lying next to a mum and they did and they like they gave me a sleeping tablet to try and make me sleep for a little bit and there was all that but anyway cut to us getting to the Royal Children's she was taken there in an ambulance on like I don't know what you would call it but she was having like breathing support tubes mm-hmm, all of yeah. it mm-hmm. by the time she got to the hospital she was breathing on her own wow. Oh, wow so when Sean called me and I saw him you know those like the call that you want to answer but you don't, don't as yeah. well I was like oh god oh god oh god and he sounded okay and I was like what and he's like she's opening her eyes and I'm like Oh. what and her eyes were all black and blue and puffy it is like she's looking at me like she's oh. looking at me right now and I'm like oh my god oh my god like crazy like just I was just like okay everything's gonna be okay it's all this is a strong baby like I could feel it yeah. you know and I just had to get out of there I was like it sounds so ridiculous but the hardest thing to do after that is to try and pee because you're like got stitches down in your heart, you're bleeding, you can't feel anything. I'm pretty sure my brother was with me and I was like, I have to pee. And he's like, well, pee. And I'm like, no, like they won't let me out of the hospital if I don't go to the toilet and I can't do, you've got to help me. And like we were just trying to like get my shit together so that I could go to the toilet and then they would just charge me. Yeah. So ridiculous. So I think the next day, so the day after she was born, I was out of there and they usually keep you in for a few days if you have like an episiotomy or something hectic like that. 
but I couldn't like no, I, you... I had a lot of pain but I had so much adrenaline I couldn't really feel it yet yeah. uh, but I was waddling and like the nurse that was with Luna was like are you right. the mum and I'm like yeah she's like you just gave birth like 24 hours ago I'm like yeah anyway that's the first time I saw it so mm. Royal Children's Hospital best hospital oh, in our country absolutely yeah. like <clears throat> owe them my life her life everything from the moment I stepped foot in there, there was always someone telling me what's going on because I was overwhelmed. I was in shock. Mm. You know, no one knew what was wrong at this point. We didn't really know what we were dealing with, what mm. was wrong with her. And you're just trying to wrap your head around that and is she okay and who are you and what's this and where is she? She was in intensive care. So she was in ICU. So, you know, behind those big scary mm-hmm. glass doors where you see the sign and you think, okay, really, is this where we're going? But that's where, where she was. She was on like level five and they they have like a a parent's area in the hospital where they allow parents to stay that have like really sick babies in the hospital, which is amazing. So we didn't have to like leave and oh, come back because to be honest, I wouldn't have left. Yeah. yeah. I know some parents there had different circumstances where they may have had other children. She was our only child at this point. I had like laser focus on her. Mm-hmm. I would I would have been worse if I went home and came back yeah. and went back yeah. and forth. Like I just – so anyway, they – they said, you're going to stay there, but we'll go up and see the baby first, obviously. So this is the first time I'm seeing my daughter. Oh. And she's lying in a bed with her little name above her and she had like about 100 tubes on her head. She had like a thing through her nose. She had something in her arm. She had a catheter in. She oh, so was much like for a little girl. puffy, like mm. black and blue and like very the hard thing to wrap your head around when they're like explaining it is like I'm her mum. I want to touch, touch her. her. Can't touch her. I'm like, why? She's in too much pain. And I, at one point, just like went like that oh. to her little hand and her whole body just went. And I was like, okay, baby, oh. I, won't, I don't want to hurt you, you know. Like, so the impact of the birth, she had a lot of trauma on her brain. So they, when everything started to kind of, you know, we were there for a certain amount of time, whatever it was. I think we'd been, she'd been in there for overnight, obviously. There's a lot of sick, this is sickest babies in the country mm, you know, yeah. in this ward. It's the butterfly ward. And they're like baby babies. Like the energy is just like, oh. Oh. like they're just, they're, it's high mm. you know what I mean like mm. the, it's just it's a lot yeah and so Sean's brother came in the room I remember he was with us so it was family in and out. our family were amazing and they were pre-COVID times too so anyone yeah. could come in and out really in, the, in that sort of situation you know and um, I'm like just you sit in and listen in because I'm not going to be able to retain information right now yeah and they said look our biggest concern now she's breathing on her own her lungs seem okay Our biggest concern now is her brain. Because of the trauma, we're worried she might have seizures. If a newborn has a seizure, it can potentially paralyze them or obviously cause permanent damage to their brain. But they're telling you in, like, medical terms. So you're like, huh? And then when they broke it down, that's basically the simplest way I can explain what was actually wrong. Mm -hmm. And we've got to get her back up, like Mm -hmm. as in, you know, we're going to give her the pain relief she needs. And they obviously were like, give her whatever. Like, I don't want her in pain, you know. And then they said, and we have to put her on an ice bath. Uh, sorry, ice bed, ice bath. Ice she's, bath. Very, she's very on trend for the time. Ice bed. So for three days. What's an ice it's, bed? It's a, uh, the best way I can explain it is it was like she was lying on top of like a gel ice pack but freezing oh, wow. cold. And that was rough because babies are usually, you know, they're swaddled, they're yeah. warm, yeah. you're holding them, cuddling them, feeding them. Again, with me, first time mum. Mom, Milk's coming in. Like oh, there's God. a pump in the room. I'm like, what am I doing? Like I just pumped all the time because that's all the only thing I felt I could do for her too. Yeah. But even that, it was like, 
I didn't have a baby telling me when they needed to feed. Like that was a whole thing I can get into. But with the hospital, getting back on track with that, they were like, we're going to keep her on this ice bath for three days. The reason they did it was because um, ice bed, sorry, I keep saying bath, was that if she did have a seizure, the reasoning behind it is that it would stop any damage to her brain from the temperature her body would be at. That was kind of the gist of it. So as much as you like, again, it's that thing of please do whatever you can do to get help, support her, nurture her, make her be okay, it's heart-wrenching because she was shivering, her bottom lip was quivering, she had no clothes on. We absolutely couldn't touch her at this point because he couldn't mess with any of the, you know. Temperatures and stuff. She hadn't had a seizure, I don't think, at that point. Like she hadn't nothing. She was very lifeless too, so that Mm. wasn't great to see. And, you know, as much as it's like three days sounds like nothing, one minute feels like a whole day, one hour feels like a week, you know, nothing's really happening. And then they slowly started to like take her off, but they had to do like a slow transition from room temperature to then, you know, like it was a whole thing. So it wasn't just like, so it was pretty full on. And Sean was more onto that stuff than me, to be honest. I was kind of just like. Still yeah. out of it, I man. was all yeah. over the shop. And, you know, there was a pump in her room and a pump in the room we were staying in. And another great thing with the hospital is, like, this parent room, you know, they just essentially it was a room for us to sleep in. Mm-hmm. You still hear all the hospital, like, yeah, the yeah. calls and stuff yes. and heart sinks every time you hear the, yeah. like, code this, code that. Because Luna was a code blue baby when she was born too, mm-hmm. you know. And I didn't hear that, thank God. But when you hear that, that means the baby's not breathing and needs oh, to be resuscitated. God. So when we would hear beeps and stuff at night, we're like, oh, my God. But um, in that room, I could go back and like, because I was still trying to take care of my stuff down there. Yeah. I had like hemorrhoids, yeah. bleeding, all of that fun stuff. Sitting in hospital chairs, like it's a lot. Oh my god! Didn't have like a nurse or midwife checking on me either because I'm in a children's, children's hospital. Yeah. yeah. So they did have a midwife that did rounds on the oh, butterfly ward, but very rarely. There was one nurse for how many months, mm-hmm. you know? But again, it's like all your stuff goes to the back end of yeah. everything, you know? Um, but there was like a kitchen facility there where you could bring in your own food, heat up food. I had absolutely no appetite, but everyone was force feeding me. And the only thing I felt like was my mum's soup. So she was bringing in stuff and family bringing snacks and all of that, you know? And then downstairs there's like cafe. It's like the airport, like the hospital is like, it's just, there's everything down there. So whatever you kind of need to grab and go, you can do that. And then when she started to respond, I guess like not respond, but like nothing had gone to crazy. She hadn't had a seizure and, mm. you know, been, she'd been in there for about four or five days. She was starting to, like, get hungry, which were good signs, like she was looking for milk. And we, like, there was one day where um, I think it was, like, day four or five. I still hadn't held her yet. And what? she was, like, opening her eyes. Oh, I was yeah. wild. And oh, when, I, when I get to that, that is, like, yeah. huge. But then we did have the nurses there are, like, superhuman mm, yeah. angels and the care that Luna had because she was in the butterfly ward she had 24 hour care from one nurse so it wasn't like a nurse was coming in and out of her room yeah, there was right. a nurse in oh, her I room like with that. her for 24 hours a day and they would work shifts like 12 hours then swap and 12 hours and swap and when we'd been in there for a while we had this Sean and I had this like wasn't really much joking going on, but this like yeah. inside joke with each other where he'd be like, okay, what's wrong with this one? Because every time mm-hmm. I'd get attached to a nurse, oh, a new one would yeah. come and I'm like, you know, but there was not like they were all amazing. Yeah. But she did have this one nurse, Alice, who was like so lovely. She was, was obsessed with Luna. She was very caring with us. Like 
I liked when they would explain what they were doing or what was yeah. happening or not like don't do this or da-da-da mm. or, you know, whatever. And they, they used to do this thing called her cares where they would like wipe gunk out of her eyes or put like they literally put like baby lip oh balm God, on her because she was so dehydrated. She was all, you know. She still mm. smelled so good though. She still had that baby, baby smell. smell. Yeah. And she hadn't had, you know, I was just like, how do you smell like a vanilla cupcake? Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, it was crazy. But she would let us do that with her and whatever. Oh, but stop. she put some of my milk on this like cotton bud and put it in her mouth and Luna like <gasps> grabbed it and started sucking on it. And the excitement from Alice, this nurse, was like, the highlight of my moment until then I was like oh, she was so she was like oh my god this is such a good sign she was like jumping up oh. and down and I'm like she made me feel so like I was like oh Relieved. really yeah and she's like let's try and give her some of your milk so then they put a feeding tube in and they pour like a bit of my breast milk in and she you know so oh. at least I knew she was getting something then she was like kicking in like she was getting yeah. better so we'd been in for about a week they had to do scans on her brain and like rule out any like serious stuff mm-hmm. that they were still worried about once I'd done that, they're like, you can go home. So we we were discharged after like a week. And then there was a couple of days at home that, you know, were a bit of a, won't even get into that, but mm. it was like we were trying to find our feet and deal with the yeah, aftermath yeah. of it. I had my first ever like full-on anxiety breakdown that mm-hmm. I've ever had in my life. It was really intense. I lost like a lot of weight quickly in a week because of the, you know, and then when I got home, I think it all just like hit me and I felt very weak and like shaky. And so I was just trying to like deal with that. Mm -hmm. And then she was doing all the normal newborn stuff though. You know, she was waking a lot for feeds. She was chucking everywhere. We were like new parents running around, you know, but because of what we just experienced, we were both a little out of it. Mm -hmm. And especially with me, Sean obviously had his own experience too, but just my body physically was like struggling. Yeah. Um, but then she didn't wake up through the night unlike we'd only been home for a couple of days. And that's with a newborn, they wake up like yeah. two or three hours, um, you know, to feed. And I was like, this is weird. And then we were both like up in the morning. Like we were awake and we're like, she's still not up. I'm going to go in. And I'd gone in a few times to check on her and nothing sus. And I fell back asleep in the morning. So mm-hmm. when I went in, I was a bit like, oh, my God. And she'd done this massive chuck. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like a baby chuck. It wasn't milky. It was like thick dark scared the shit out of me it like was, blood or like residual stuff from the it lungs looked phlegmy or yeah, yeah okay. it looked phlegmy and it looked like an adult size I took a photo of it like that was my first thing to do and then I ran around the room like a crazy person Freaking I said to Sean out. we've got to take her we just took her to our GP she was very lifeless like very yeah. lifeless and she was vocal like at this point once we got her home she'd cry scream kick up a fuss all of it and we were panicking. This GP was not our normal GP and he was terrible. He was like, just take her home. Da, da, da. Oh, God. When we got in the car, we looked at each other Mother's and we went straight hospital. to Royal Children's Hospital. Yeah. Yep. Straight there. Sean cut through every red light known yeah. to man. Couldn't yep. care less. I was like, it was the worst drive of my life. I thought, I hate saying it out loud, but I thought she was dying in my arms. Mm. I really did. <gasps> yeah. I didn't put her in the car seat. I was too scared to. I was holding on to her. I was like, Luna, Luna, like talking, talking, not shaking her, she's a baby, but trying to do, she, when I say she, like I could barely feel her breathing. Oh, my God, stop. And we drove for about an hour. Like we lived in, you know, Bayside area at that time, Royal Children's Hospitals in, I guess, where we yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a long drive yeah. when, you know. And then it's such a big hospital, which is great because they have so many facilities and things going on. But when we got there, we're like, where do where we do even go? Because yeah. I couldn't even really remember where, you know, we just lived inside there. Mm. I didn't really know my bearings. So we went to emergency and, the, you know, again, it's that emergency department's like 
public mm. place. So there's mm-hmm. people there with like a rash and a headache, and yeah. we're like, "Hello, we have a newborn." Like this is she just came like, out yes, of ICU, and they did, yeah, yeah, and they did cut us through and see her straight away. Within the blink of an eye, we're back in intensive care. Oh I was my like, god! What the fuck? Sorry. Yeah, no, that's right. What like that How? day to me was the worst day of it all for me mm. because. If we didn't go through what we'd gone through, maybe would have just been like, oh, we've got a sick baby. This yeah. is scary, but can you fix it? But because of what we'd gone through and they had given her the clear, we're thinking is something wrong with her. Yeah. Like it's to do with her birth. Something's wrong. They didn't do tests properly or, you know, we just mm. didn't know. And we were both just losing it at this point. Like I think Sean called his brother straight away. His brother was working in the city. He was there in a second. He was like, you know, she's not good. She's not in good shape. I went up to her room and I I think I saw her having a little bit of a seizure. Mm, I don't remember anyone ever confirming that, but they had her on her side and she was chucking, chucking, hectic, and they closed the sheet. And when they closed, like, you know, the little, like, when they did that, I literally dropped on the ground. Mm. I lost my feet. I, I think I was sick. And then... Again, with the staff, man, like how chaotic for them too, right? Like they just jump in, they do whatever, but they never were like, you know, they didn't kind of discredit, I'm not discredit, but like they were always, I remember a nurse sitting me on a chair and saying to me, darling, you're in shock. Have this can, it was like a can of Coke or Mm. lemonade or something. Drink this, like it's okay. And I'm like, I was walking up and down the corridor because I was shitting, I was in like fight or flight, you know. And then anyway, they're like, we're going to admit her we're gonna see what's going on we don't know Mm. and that's why it was so bad yeah because within that first week every day we kind of felt like this is why they're doing this the ice bed Mm. this is why they're doing these tests her Mm. birth this is why it all kind of made sense even the medical staff were like we don't know what's wrong with her she's (sighs) not in good shape but we don't know what's wrong with her and they're they're not like oh it's all okay like they tell you yeah she's now in intensive, intensive care. You yeah. know, like it was scary. The full family was, like immediate family was rallying. Mm. I We were still in the same clothes. Not that that really matters. But, you know, you just, yeah. I had not brushed my teeth. I don't even think I had like clothes, clothes yeah. on. I had like pyjamas on. Um, were any, sorry, were any of the doctors from the previous time you were there? Yeah. Okay. So no, they weren't. All, sorry. All so, new well, she was with nurses from memory at that time, but we hadn't seen the head doctor. Oh, and okay. this doctor of like, I know what that it's like neonatal, right? Yeah. So she's the head. Her mm-hmm. name is Trisha Prentice. She was the head doctor that would do the rounds and come and check on her. And we saw her more this time because mm-hmm. of what was going on. And when she, again, is like an angel mm-hmm. of human, like what she does for a living, I can't even. But because she's like the boss, the head doctor, and she's dealing with, unfortunately, all these really, really sick babies, you don't see her as much as you would like to, you know? Because when you see that head, the boss, you're like, she's going to tell me something I need to know, even Mm. if it's not a lot or it's not great. It was just always reassuring. So we hadn't seen her yet. So we didn't know what the hell was going on. And then um, we were sitting outside of like the where the sliding doors are and every time they open and close, my heart would just sink. I don't know. That day I just really thought like it was touch and go, you know? Um, again, with my mum and dad, like, just sitting there watching me, like, my jaw's chattering and I'm shit. Like, they just, to watch their kid like that, their grandchild, like, everyone went through it, you know? Anyway, so from there, we were back for weeks at this time. Mm. I think we were almost in there for a month. Um, and Can I just ask, yeah, what's the support for you during that, those four weeks there? Like, you're staying there. Mm. I know there's volunteers that work there and things like that. Was yeah. it? What was the experience like for you? So 
we couldn't stay in um, where they're like parent. I can't remember exactly what it's called. They all have different like animal names. The yeah. war, you know, oh, it's yeah. like the butterfly, the koala, the this or that. But they have to share the facilities that they have. They obviously only have minimal like yeah. rooms in the hospital, yeah. right? But they do the Royal McDonald, you know, those House, houses. houses yeah, stuff. yeah. But my dad noticed that there was a hotel right at the front entrance because it's such a big, it's like one of the mm-hmm. art series hotels, I think. Yeah, it's probably right. still there. So he just went and booked us a room mm-hmm. so that we could stay there. Mm-hmm. So that was amazing. Again, he was like, yeah, like they were just trying to do anything to. But as far as for me, I did, they did get like a, a nurse, a midwife to check on me a couple of times. Sorry, mm-hmm. my nose is running. That's all right. <laughs> um, and they were like, you know, asking us, I guess, how we felt about what was going on with Luna. But there wasn't anyone like that I could know. There was none of that. Yeah. Because, and to be honest, because of how sick she was, like, it's a lot. I wasn't want, thinking yeah, about yeah, myself. Yeah. Yeah. I did, you know, cut to, I did get diagnosed with PTSD after yeah, it. I didn't get postnatal, but I got PTSD mm-hmm. and I still get anxiety. Mm-hmm. I ne- never had had anxiety in my life before. But I did see a psychologist once we were out of there. Yeah. yeah. But I'm sure if I asked at the time, they would have oh, helped yeah, me. Yeah, I just was like my tunnel yeah, vision was on her. And you're not, like I said, you're not thinking about, even with like healing down, yeah. you're just not thinking. Like yeah. you just. It's not about you at that time. Yeah. And because we didn't know for so long. And then we found out that she had a urine tract infection. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like a relief. Because, That's what caused everything? Yeah. So wow. in they the day that they checked us out the first time I remember the doctor was like my mum was hugging him like she was so excited she's like you can take her home I remember him saying get her out of here now and he was saying it like they're they're the sickest babies in the countries they're all really vulnerable Uh they're passing on stuff to each other you know so he's like get her out before she gets sick when like before she gets sick but he meant just catching something she had a catheter in so she got a UTI which you know we've probably had one of them in our lives but in a newborn it's dire like it's you know but because the doctors didn't even know this the other thing too because she was so sick and chucking and couldn't keep anything down she was dehydrated so Mm -hmm. they couldn't even get an IV in her they had to shave her head and shove an IV in her skull and she was like screaming in pain like it was the worst it was horrific she had she was poked more than a pincushion like she just they couldn't so even that was starting to tear at us because we're like they're not we can't she's not even stable at this point Mm because they can't even get an IV in her like, you know, so because of that, they couldn't do proper tests. They couldn't get enough urine to do a urine sample. Yes. They couldn't get enough blood to do a mm-hmm. blood sample. So that's what the doctor was explaining when we'd see her every other day, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But then they would turn around, like the med- these people that are like the top, top end and say, how do you think she's doing? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, because I'm there all the time. I'm like, I don't know, mm-hmm. not, you know. So they do kind of make it like conversational and yeah. give you the direct stuff. and. The the most emotional support I will say that I got, I guess, in my own personal experience was from the nurses mm, yeah. because they've got, they're with your baby for 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think they would usually start at like seven, at, finish at seven and swap. So you'd spend like a full waking day mm. with at least one nurse for, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they would become, once I'd been in there for a while and Luna was starting, once we knew she had the UTI, she was on antibiotics, she was starting to come good. That made me like take a breath because I was mm-hmm. like, thank God. Sean and I sat down with each other and had a conversation about like no conversation you never want to have, but yeah. like if there is something wrong with her, we'd still, or if they tell us this or that, like whatever we did, we knew we were just going to absolutely just push to fight for whatever mm-hmm. for her, if that yeah. makes any yeah. sense. And I remember again having this sort of like movie moment where we were both sitting in like the parent lounge where you can just go and 
whatever. And there was this poor dad in there having a moment. And when he walked out, we just sat and held each other and cried. And it felt like the world had like stopped, Mm, you know, I think we were so fearful one day that she wasn't doing well at all. Mm. And just the fear was too much. We had to just go sit in a ball and just like, you know, like it's just, it's a lot. Mm. And you just have this unspoken language with other parents too. Like you can obviously talk to each other, but you know, there were some mums where I wouldn't even know their names, but we would hug and embrace mm. each other or do you need anything? I'm going to go get a coffee. Like there was just an unspoken support and there really was always, as far as like good energy is probably not the right word to use. but Connection, that, yeah. good community and connection. Yeah, yeah. And, and you just knew that like whatever I, even though I wasn't thinking about that, if I need something, I know there's some way I can yeah. get it. And obviously we had great family support too. But I just always, Sean and I used to say to each other too, like, this is obviously a shit hand we've been dealt or not a great position to be mm. in, but we're in the best hands. Yeah. We, did, we, were, we were aware of that much. As much mm-hmm. as we were like, oh, that much we were grateful for the whole time. Yeah. And the, the better she started to get and stronger and more alert and do all the normal baby stuff, and then she was starting to get tummy pain because she'd been on her back for so yeah. long. Oh. You know, we could finally sit her up and burp her and whatnot. Um, that was like we, we were always grateful for that. Mm-hmm. And the craziest thing of it all was once she started to get better, the day that we left the hospital mm-hmm. was Good Friday. Oh, no <gasps> way. Oh, like, my God. Isn't that the wildest <gasps> thing? Again. Like, it's the oh. wildest thing. It's the And I just, like, <sighs> there's moments in life where you just go, what was, like, I feel like that's almost going to be a part of her story. Yeah. Too. Like, now she's old enough, we do tell her. I tell her what happened. I haven't, like, showed her hectic stuff. Yeah. But, She's six now, you know, and she tells people I was sick when I was born and, you know, I was in the Royal Children's Hospital and I've now explained to her what the Good Friday appeal is. Yeah. And so we're leaving the hospital after all this time. I'm like, well, in this oh. weird little go downstairs and there's like cameras, oh cameras footballers, celebrities, balloons, like puppets. It was just crazy. And I'm like, oh, our whole family and we all, you know, everyone celebrates Easter and mm. maybe not everyone, but like Good Friday, you should yeah. rally and get all your fa- All our family were just like, oh, when wow. we told them, they're like, oh, my God, best Best days ever. Didn't really want to do anything, you know. Yeah. Forgot yeah. it was even Easter. To be honest, people were giving us chocolates, yeah. and Easter bunny ears, and whatever. So that was just so crazy. I still am like, I cannot believe every Good Friday we celebrate. We yeah, just have our own, like, you know. And when she was two, we went, we went um, back and did like an interview with Neil Mitchell on Three AW, yeah. and like showed her she was a baby, so she didn't really know. But we're like, this is, you know, and oh she God. did have um, checkups every month there, so we did have to go back a lot. And then they became, like, yearly, I think. Oh, and wow. she had her last one when she was three. So they're very fa- – like, That's good that they this, do that. Again, this Dr. Trisha always saw her and she's the head of the mm-hmm. neuro um, – what would you call them? A neuro- Neurol- what did you – Neurologist. Neurologist, yeah. Thank you. She's probably going to – Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But she would always say to me and reassure me, like, yeah. there's nothing – she's amazing. We just have to do these checkups, yeah. you know, and they would just check all the – like, it's almost like doing a maternal health checkup mm-hmm, almost. Mm-hmm, it was yeah. never – but it was always a bit triggering going back there. Of and course. I would always take, like, my mom or Sean or, like, my husband or a sibling or something with me because every time I would just see – I love and adore everyone that mm-hmm. works there, but seeing the buildings is like, oh. Yeah, it's like PTSD. Yeah. It's like mm. I get why you yeah. that, yeah. And even, like, you know, with these nurses, like, the day that – that day I did first get to hold Luna – five days after she was born mm-hmm. and she was strapped up to so much stuff. So it was like amazing for me because that was that was the thing I was battling with so hard. It's like a natural instinct as a mum to just want to mm. hold your baby 
And when you have a newborn, you know, I've now had a son as well. And it's like they are on you all the time. Yeah. Sometimes you are like, take, like I yeah. just, it was just the most unnatural like it just it was like torture it really was like torture I'd rather someone like pull my eyeballs out of my head like I just anyway so they were like okay sit down and I had to sit really close to her bed because she was still attached to a lot of stuff and when they lifted her up and Sean filmed all of this by the way he he's like coping mechanism at the time he made like a he filmed everything and then he made like a movie so Luna's got this movie of everything and he edited it and he made into this really cool like mini doco thing and um so that was his way of just trying to do something you know because I at some points too was like get off your phone because everyone's obviously trying to get updates from him and Mm. it was like a lot he was going through it as well you know um so he's filming it and she screamed when they lifted her up because her brain was still her head was still like hurting yeah as soon as they put her in my arms she was like oh like oh I was bawling I was trying to keep it together because that was the other thing too as much as I was saying like you know I was emotional there was this and that and the energy every time I was in the room with her I would just be speaking like this, really Mm. calm. I'd get close to her so she could smell me. I used to put like a face cloth in my chest and put it near Mm. her face so she could smell Mm. me, sing to her just as much as she could hear me as possible. And I always, even when family was there, I was a little bit like just try and keep Sean and I, and as much as I wanted them to see her, I just wanted to be Sean and I as much as possible for now because Mm -hmm. I wanted her to hear us, you know? Yeah. But when she was on me, I'm just like tears falling all over her. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. I held her until my arms like went numb. I think I think they let me hold her for like hours, like yeah. an hour or two, just sitting there. And I was like on this pillow because I had all this stuff going on down there too. And then Sean got to hold her. And then, you know, or even all that skin to skin stuff. Like we didn't do any of that. Yeah. Until, you know, she missed all those like appointments and mm. checkups and things that are just, you know. But for me, that was the hardest. Uh, obviously, when we didn't know what was wrong with her, it was like, well, but just when I, you know, having yeah. someone tell you you can't hold your baby and you can't yeah. touch your I baby. could not even imagine. Just She's wild. Like, and it, do, it does, you know, I don't know if this is getting up, but like just in case someone does like listen to us talking about this and has been through something like it or there is another mum going through it, 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 no one will really, there's empathy, of course, and there's always compassion but unless you've really been in it, because mm. I've given myself some grace now. There's been years where I'm like, come on, get it together. She's no. okay. And I am grateful yeah. every day. Mm. I'm not a helicopter mom. Mm. I've never been nervous about her. I wasn't all anxious when we got home. That's how I kind of knew there's no postnatal stuff going on for me. Yeah. yeah. But my experience, you know, it's like trauma stores in your body in any mm-hmm. which way. You know, when people, everyone goes through things in life. But when it's from like childbirth yeah. and it's, you know what I mean? Mm. Well, it's, I know, Katie, there's going to be one person listening that will be able to relate to your story and it's a, like a family member of mine that's going through ro- that right, right. now. Oh, really? So she like oh my God. she'll be listening oh, and um, on my no, brain. like so you like Ooh. just you having that conversation yeah. will help her. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And Luna is a little beautiful, her. amazing yeah, little she's girl. she's a weapon. Like yeah. she's sassy, she's strong. When she's like her. breaking my balls, I just close my eyes <laughs> and go back to that point yeah. and go, this is why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we were so grateful that she was such a strong little baby. Like she literally – fought for her life the yeah. moment she was born. So, oh, you know, amazing. she'll kick goals. And how lucky we are for the Royal Children's we Hospital. We are very so lucky. lucky. Yeah, I amazing. appreciate you. There has been many tears. I tried to put it back <laughs> no, together. You know but I do all right. I, yeah, think, I, think, I, think, I think it's worse than you. <laughs> no, you were – thank you so much for sharing of that. Course. I um 
Well, and you haven't heard the story no, yet. I we've haven't. known each other for a long time. Yeah. Even though we see each other a long time, it's a lot to hear. You know, it's yeah, just a lot. I, and anything to do with babies doesn't matter whether you've had one or not. It's no, like, it's, you know, yeah. and I hope that whoever you're in your family is okay. I send them love and blessings. And yeah. if anyone wants to talk to me about anything, because that is one thing, again, I um, linked up with a girl that I went to school with wow. and I saw her there having a checkup for her daughter who was older then because her daughter had open heart surgery oh, wow. when she was born. But I just knew she would get it and she, like, met up for me. with co- Like, we had a coffee together. She would, like, text me about things. Mm-hmm. So it is great to have that. So if Support. I Support. will talk yeah. to whoever Thank whenever. You. We appreciate yeah. you so much and we appreciate the Royal Children's Hospital. Oh, forever indebted yeah. to them. Are you guys doing anything Good Friday other than celebrating? I need to be in Byron Bay. Oh, you are yeah. too. Um, but we, you know, we do as what well. we've done, like charity thing, like mm-hmm. things in the past. And Sean and his brother actually started a foundation, totally separate, but for his sister. And mm-hmm. like each year, we pick like a different charity, and I think we might do something for them yep. next time when we do. We always donate and, yeah. you know, we've done a few, like, parties and stuff on Good Friday and we, like, encourage. We don't, like, push but we're, yeah. like, donate as yeah, much as you can, whatever you're comfortable with. But even my mum and dad every year, they're just, like, Royal Children's Hospital, like, what do you need? Yeah. We're here, you yeah. know. Um, and we've gone back a few times as well. Like, when we did that interview, we've taken Luna a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And the older she gets, I want her to get more involved too yeah. once she understands it more. We can go down to Chemist Warehouse and get Luna wrapping yes, some yeah, Bambi mini socks I and know. all proceeds. We'll go to the Royal, Royal Children's, Children's Hospital. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's a great cause and, yeah, you can buy them at Chemist Warehouse. Yay. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for Thank having you. me. Thanks, guys. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.